This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Spencer, to add to all the Bill O'Brien, will he leave for Boston College? Won't he? And I will say, I don't think it's fait accompli. I think it's very, very likely, but I don't think it's fait accompli. Also, by the way, if he does leave, Ohio State fans, at least the ones that I saw, should be thrilled. Because all I saw when he got hired was, oh, this is a terrible decision. Why would you do this? So if I see any fans... Other than Radu, Radu, you, you, I know you comment a lot on the show. We appreciate your comments as always. Follow Sons of the Shoe. It's a new show. Ninety two to the Fan YouTube channel. Wherever you get your your podcast, specifically Apple iTunes, would be great. Um, anyway, or Odyssey, or the Odyssey app. I should throw that one in there as well for the it's free the, for the powers that be. Um, but no, Radu, he's in the lane of it was a good hire with with me. I think with you as well, Nick. But there were tons of people on Twitter who were just re- – and, and I know it's Twitter, so I shouldn't read too much into it. But there were so many Ohio State fans ready to just trash the Bill O'Brien hire when it happened. So I don't want to see those same people now like, oh, my gosh, Ryan D- – this is Ryan Day. He drove another person away. He sucks. Like, this better not be, like, sky is falling moment for you because none of you really wanted this in the first place. I will say, though, I did get a kick out of some of the tweets yesterday. There was a lot uh, – on, on Monday, I should say, there was a lot of – um uh, Bill O'Brien's tenure at Ohio State. The offense never threw an interception. They never lost a game. They never lost to Michigan. I was like, that's good. That's good. Bill O'Brien's going to go down as a legend at Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest impact, just before we get to the Ryan Day stuff and candidates, is the, the biggest question, I think, is does Julian Sand follow him? Yeah. Because, like, in terms of, well, you're going to be able to find a good candidate. It's Ohio State. I think, you know, now it becomes, are you going to choose the right candidate? Which was the initial conversation with Bill O'Brien, as you mentioned. But, I mean, I think, I uh, listen, Bill O'Brien leaving, I'll be bummed because I thought it was a good hire. But my opinion on him leaving is going to be directly correlated to who they replace him with and what they value in replacing him. But I really think the number one thing is, does Sayan stay in Columbus or does he head to Boston College? Because that has that has long-term ramifications. I really like the idea that this year is Will Howard's year in, in Columbus, and the next year you set it up for the quarterback battle between Sayan and Aaron Nolan because I like having options. I think that's how a guy like C.J. Stroud became the best quarterback in the room. And I think that's how, you know, like when when – when you only have one guy and it's Aaron Nolan versus Lincoln Keenholz, whom I love, swagger, all that, South Dakota, what up? But like, there is a part of me that goes, 
that's more of a, we're just going to give this kid the job and he's got to not screw it up. And I'm less comfortable with that. So the, the second yeah. thing I do think is the biggest domino to yeah. fall in all of he, he had a relationship with Bill O'Brien. Now, what's interesting is he had that relationship with Bill O'Brien. And I guess, I mean, there was no way for him to follow Bill O'Brien the first time because Bill O'Brien went to New England. But obviously Tommy Reese was the, the OC this past year at Bama. So he still ended up going to Bama despite the fact that Bill O'Brien left. So you wonder if that means it's more of like, a, hey, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still happy at Ohio State. I'm good with this decision. I don't need to be with Bill O'Brien. It was just kind of a bonus. Or if he – because he's staying in the college ranks this time around that he could follow him there, which that – I mean, if that happens – you know, I, I don't want to say all bets are off. I don't know if it makes Boston College like that much crazily better. But we talk about, you know, the spreading of the wealth, if you will, or the parity around college football and the fact that Duke is going to have a, a five-star recruited quarterback next year, Malik Murphy. The fact that Boston College is saying goes there, like follow Bill O'Brien. They'd have now a five-star recruit at Boston College of all places. Like it is kind of cool to see some of that talent get spread around. And I wouldn't be overly worried because we know – Ohio State obviously um, is 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 pretty well set at the quarterback position with Aaron Nolan coming in this year, and, and he'll be kind of that guy of the future moving forward. So it just kind of – I want to say he gets the job you handed to him, but it, it that, that conversation about, you know, after this year when Will Howard's supposed to be the starter, who wins that competition, it kind of just answers itself where it would be it would be Nolan. But so, yeah, we'll see how, how that kind of unfolds. There were some other players that mentioned playing with Bill O'Brien is 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 a positive and that they were looking forward to that. But a lot of those guys, you know, like Quinshawn Judkins and others, they had already transferred to Ohio State before Bill O'Brien was even here. So I'm not as worried about them. Um, but if it, from yeah, from a standpoint of could they lose somebody, I think saying would be the one. Um, and it's 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 interesting because I'm sure that'll get a lot of I, I talk about Ohio State fans reacting to the Bill O'Brien news. I'm sure if saying were to follow Bill O'Brien, that would get a lot of Ryan Day hate talk as well. Oh, this guy lost another five-star recruit. There he goes. But it's like, guys, you got to think about the context of it all, you know? So in the wake of all the Bill O'Brien noise, and will he go to Boston College, will he not, um, Ryan Day is scheduled to speak to the media on Wednesday. No idea what he could speak about. Here's what I would like to hear. I want to hear an honest answer. If Bill has not been named the head coach um, of Boston College by then, where he stands on what losing him would be. And the other thing that I really want to know is, are you basically, are you just going to go look at the guys you've already looked at, which are some names we can get yeah. to, or do you reopen a new search as kind of, it's been about a month since you kind of started that initial search. And I think that, yeah. I do think that's really crucial. Like the, the way that you handle this uh, is something. And, and listen, I don't, I don't necessarily have a preference of just call through the guys you were already looking at or because I think there were some guys they really, really liked. And I think there was just some, the experience just gave Bill the edge. But like, I think you add, you know, whether it's, all right, we're just going to pick from guys we already talked to. We're going to restart a new search. And then I think the third thing is obvious. Does this mean the play calling duties are back on you? And I, I think you, you look at those three things. If Bill leaves, and you hire somebody, if you already know the candidates, how likely are you to retain play calling? I think those are three huge yeah. things you have to hear from Ryan on Wednesday. I, I think maybe the biggest indicator that Bill O'Brien's leaving was the fact that this press conference was announced because it seemed I don't like I tried to kind of get do some digging into whether or not this is normal for Ryan Day to speak 
randomly, you know, Super Bowl week in February of all things. Um, and, uh, you know, our, our colleague Brendan Gulick, who covers the Buckeyes, he kind of mentioned he thinks it was somewhat normal because they haven't heard from Ryan Day in a while. Um, and that could be true. Um, but I, I, I kind of, you know, reading the tea leaves, you see the press release come out and you're like, all right, with all the buzz about Bill O'Brien, this kind of feels like a, let's get everybody together and just kind of hunker down and answer some questions about the situation and, and where our head's at with it and what he's thinking. So it kind of feels like that's almost the, uh, the obvious indicator. I know there was reports that as of Monday, Bill O'Brien was still in the building working with the team and he was still on staff as the offensive coordinator. So I don't know that that's changed yet. And maybe that maybe you'll get the very Kevin Stefanski in uh, Cleveland Browns answer of ah, we can't say anything at this time. You know, we don't know anything, you know, just just keep your mouth shut. But um, we'll see. Yeah, I, but I, I think what you hit on in terms of the big key items for for day to address uh, from the offensive play calling standpoint and who we might pursue is going to be the, the, the main topic of conversation, uh, assuming that Bill leaves. And obviously I think there's some, some interesting levels to that because on one hand, Bill O'Brien, like, like you think back to the last, last episode, Nick, we talked about how, and Ryan days, the, the, the um, interview he did with a, a station up here in Cleveland, he mentioned that he wasn't going to give the play calling up just for anybody. And Bill O'Brien seemed like sort of the exception to that rule rather than just, you know, some Joe Schmo first-time play caller at Ohio State, which is why, like, the name Jason Candle's been floated out a ton. He was somebody that they apparently looked at potentially for the job. And I love Jason Candle. I, I think Jason Candle would generally be a good hire. But I also wonder, in a year where Ryan Day knows pressure's on, his, his ass is on the line if they don't beat Michigan this year. His ass is on the line if they don't compete for a national championship this year. Um, I wonder if bringing in Jason Candle – into this level of a of a of a job and giving him play calling duties, I kind of wonder if that's the smartest move for Ryan Day, knowing that his job status kind of hinges on a guy who's never done it at that like on a program of this magnitude. So that's an interesting one. Um and, and so part of me almost thinks like especially being this late in the game, and listen, it's Ohio State. They can get almost anybody they want. Does Ryan Day just almost take it back? and retain it and work closely with Brian Hartline again to kind of do the offense. We'll see. But I, I think that obviously is, is question number one to be answered. Yes. I think when it comes to the candidates, you mentioned Jason Candle and I would have no problem. Like I, if Ryan day came out and said, I think this guy's a future power five head coach. I think what he's done at Toledo was fantastic. And I'm going to make a hire that helps us for the next three years. I I like that to me shows big balls from Ryan Day. It also is not the thing they've spent the entire offseason doing. Nobody expects uh, Bill O'Brien, if he stays, to be here three years from now. They just don't. You expect him to be here one to two years, you know, use this job as a springboard to a good head coaching job. And so it would not surprise me if that was the candidate tree that they went down. And that includes Chip Kelly at UCLA which it would be pretty uh, pretty bonkers to see a Big Ten coach leave as a head coach to be the OC somewhere. But if he really thinks, like in one of my theories on him interviewing for all this all these OC jobs in the NFL is, the guy knows his ass is grass probably next year. Now, it might be smarter just to take the buyout and you can still be somebody's OC next year, but Chip Kelly. And by the way, Chip Kelly was the reason Ryan Day was in the NFL. 
Here are some other names that I think fit that mold. Well, Josh real, quick, real quick, I was going to say, Chip Kelly is interesting too because, first of all, them coming to the Big Ten, like you said, a Big Ten head coach now be, now taking a step back to us being an offensive coordinator. It's also interesting because with how much money Ohio State's been throwing around, you got to pay, I think it's $1.5 million to just take him from UCLA. So mm-hmm. I think that aspect of it's interesting as well. So uh, Josh McDaniels, who uh, yeah. obviously just got deposed in Vegas, um, similar ideology behind um, Bill, except Josh has not called plays in college ever. Um, I'll be honest with you. I think Josh is a better play caller than Bill would be. So I agree. Yeah, I, I like, I, I just think the bigger question is, does he want to do the recruiting? But again, that's another short-term job. I think two other former college coaches to think about. One is Dino Babers who got murked by Syracuse. Yeah. Um, spread concepts, you know, grew up in that Baylor offense under Art Bryles. And then the other one would be Dan Mullen. And I forgot uh, this, but but uh, Ryan Day was actually, I think, a grad assistant at Florida. Yeah, at Florida when when Mullen was there with Urban. So I mean, if you hire Dan Mullen tomorrow, and Dan allegedly does not want to do the work that a head coach has to do now, maybe OC play caller is kind of that in between where he stays in college football and but doesn't have to do the extent of the work that college yeah. head coaches have to do so those would be some other like one lane you'll be here for a year and maybe you get another job kind of guys i think dan mullen is the one to me that if i think if i try to think the way just this off season has gone for ohio state and the way that ryan day was clearly thinking and and bringing in bill o'brien which was listen we know that this guy's probably not going to be here that long but we're looking for like a quick hit Let's get this offense rolling. We got some really good talent here. We got to go. Basically, what I said earlier: jobs on the line, asses on the line. I got to go win. Bill O'Brien's the guy, and I'm willing to hand off play calling to him. If I'm thinking, and again, using that line of Brian Day saying he wouldn't have done it for anybody. If I'm thinking of other people that sort of rise to the level of this is the guy that Ryan Day would be willing to give a play calling to. I think Dan Mullen fits that billing. They have the relationship kind of built in, like you mentioned. Um, I think the fact that he's he's done it at a, at a at a high level when he was at Florida is is a big deal, and and that should obviously warrant some interest. And yeah, I like I I think the fit makes a ton of sense there. If they were to turn things over to Dan Mullen, he's got the experience that you're looking for. So I like that one. That's probably the one that stands out the most. I, I'm with you on I like I really 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 like the Jason Candle idea and if they went that route, but like I said I I'm hesitant to think that he'd be willing to give up play calling to somebody with who's going to basically have the fate of his job in his hands who's never done it at a program of this this caliber and this size. So uh, that's the one hesitation I have because I think Jason I mean I think Jason Candle's a star in the making in terms of a coach. It's just about finding the right time to do that. Like if that's going to be the case. If you're going to give it to Jason Candle, the difference between Jason Candle and Brian Hartline is what? Like, I, I get that one's a head coach at a Mac school and one's not, but I, we've already said Brian Hartline could have gone to a Mac school by now and, and started his career that way too. So I think that's what's also interesting is you don't want to ruffle feathers there. Um, the other one I would throw out just as kind of a off-the-cuff one is uh, Joe Moorhead at Akron, yeah. guy who's proven he can do it at a high level. Um, it, he, he'd been at Mississippi state. He was at Oregon prior to going to, and taking the Akron job. So he's a really good play caller. He's proven some things with some of the bigger programs out there. 
and he's not too far sort of right in your own backyard down the road. Now, I, I know some people, some locals that probably listen to this show uh, are Akron fans and wouldn't necessarily want to see Joe Moorhead go because I know it's a feel-good story him coming back. Akron does but... not have that many fans. It's <laughs> well, Ken Carmen. So I was thinking about Ken Carmen as I said it. So. And the next time I see Ken Carmen on the sidelines in an Akron game will be the first time. <laughs> but I digress. And honestly, the, the next time he sees me well, on the sidelines in an Akron game, it'll also be the first time. He would be at the sideline in a basketball game because he'll be at the MAC tournament, I'm sure. But not, yeah, yeah not football. You're right. Um, Joe Philbin is another guy that was an offensive analyst. He was linked to the Iowa job. I don't know how serious that is, but he was an analyst on the staff last year, former NFL head coach. There is, you know, also a former O-line coach in the NFL, so he could help Justin Fry. Brian and Johnson then, was another name I saw. I tell up? you, I love that name. I honestly thought he should have gotten more run. I thought you want to talk about scapegoating. I thought he got treated poorly in Philadelphia. Well, the uh, offense regressed. That's well, why. That's well, the but the, why did the offense regress? If you lost, and the, the defense regressed too. The yeah. offense and defense, True. like uh, teams think of life. things in a one year vacuum. Yeah. And I just, I hate when guys get pigeonholed as the reason something happened. Like, you, not everybody you hire is ready day one to be as good as the last guy. And sometimes you have to be patient. And Brian's got the Florida ties with Dan Mullen. Brian played yeah, his in offense college. was top ten almost yeah. every year he was there. Like I, 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 I think I think if Brian Johnson, like if you were to find an opportunity that made sense for him, I think getting him back in the college ranks and him almost trying to like because he because coming out of the college level, he was almost in the ilk of like Jason Candle. Like people thought he was like a, the next big thing. Play, great play caller going to the NFL to get this opportunity. So if he almost wants to like restore that credibility in himself after this, again, he's cause he's getting put in a box like this, this might be the chance to do that. Come to Ohio state, be off, be the offensive coordinator, call the plays and show that you can still do this thing. And you almost cleanse yourself of anything that happened in Philly. So if Bill leaves uh, of the experienced guys, Josh would be my Josh McDaniels would be my number one candidate to be OC and play caller. If you're going a long-term route, Give me Brian Johnson one and then Jason Candle two. And I, I think any of those, listen, yeah. 90% of the names we mentioned, I think are going to be just fine here. I don't think you need a killer like a Bill O'Brien or a Josh McDaniels. It never hurts. But like those would be the three guys. All right, two guys from one path, one guy from another. Where do you yeah. kind of stand on on which uh, in which lane I, are your favorite guys? I'd probably put Dan Mullen one. Uh, I'm, I'd probably be with you, um, where I'd have Brian Johnson probably as like my, my number two. And then Jason Candle is my number three. Josh McDaniels would probably, I mean, like if they got Josh McDaniels, I'd be fine with that. I'm just not really realistically thinking he's going to come to the college ranks. Maybe he, I don't know. Maybe he would, if he's like really looking for a job itching, he'd get back to Ohio where obviously he's from. Um, so yeah, I, I maybe there's something to that. Um, but I, I think that would be my top three. Probably be Mullen, Brian Johnson, and and then um, Jason Candle. With maybe the caveat of I think Joe Moorhead would be a good one too. Maybe as like three, three B, two B, three B, whatever. So yeah, and then maybe Joe Philbin, and then maybe Josh McDaniels. You're you're just your list is growing. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm just no, have to call I didn't you out put and Josh. I didn't put Josh McDaniels on it. I said I, he he if he if they got him, I'd be fine with it. But I think I like the three main ones I named. And probably Joe Moore. And then a, a fourth and a fifth and maybe a sixth there. I'm just busting. <laughs> um, all right, guys. 
Who who should Ken, be Ken Dorsey? They, they may be uh, Alex Van Pelt. Oh, actually, real quick, I wouldn't put it past maybe placing a call if Julian Sain is out there. You don't want to lose him. Maybe make a call to Tommy, Tommy Reese. Reese. Mm. I mean, that's uh, that's my that's Ohio State on Cleveland crime. But I, you know, he's young. He's been the the OC at Notre Dame. And at uh, Alabama, he, I mean, he is, he's got the Brian Kelly stamp of approval, which is really hard to get as a young play caller. I, I don't know you need him, but if you want to think of something again, as a guy who can be here one to three years and then take over his own program, that's the kind of guy. I'd be curious to hear Reese's um, like reasoning. Cause, because again, like on the heels of, of Jeff Halfley talking about, yeah, this just isn't for me anymore. And, you know, I was ready to try some, go to the NFL and leave sort of the, the landscape of college football behind. I'd be interested to hear like some of Reese's motivations because I would think, so, I mean, he did a lot with one of the lesser talented Alabama offenses in recent history to get them to the playoff win the SEC championship game. Like he is considered one of the better offensive minds in college football. And so for him to sort of leave this trajectory behind where he was hitting on some of the bigger program OC jobs. And again, coming from Brian Kelly and all this, I was kind of surprised by that, that he maybe didn't get more run or calls to, to be an OC somewhere else. So it's not a bad thought by you that now that Ohio state's in the situation they're in, that maybe they'd place a call and say, Hey, do you want to come back to the college ranks? Do you, do you want to still call plays and, and do all that, but do it here at a program that's, again, very prestigious and one of the higher or better programs in the country? It, it'd be an interesting one. I, I, I like where he heads out with that. All right, guys. Who should be the heir apparent to the OC job if Bill O'Brien pieces out for Boston College here? we got one segment to go, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. 